Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arp Excellence of Roots Base Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And tonight I look at the nighttime action in the Cubs pipeline. You presumably saw the Cubs 3-2 loss to St. Louis. Elzelay pitched reasonably well. Certainly not perfect, but reasonably well. The offense didn't chip in enough offense, and the team ended up losing. Leave it there. Uh, no roster moves after the game. No DFA after the game. No trades announced after the game. So I will jump to the pipeline. Uh, in a recent podcast, I talked about Thursday's AAA game and Thursday's Dominican League games. Today I will start with the Arizona League game slightly. Uh, they lost 17-2. to At some point early in the game I had noticed that Reggie Preciado was 1-for-2 with a walk. And Owen Casey was 1-for-2. Something like that. Maybe 1-for-3. But no, those those two continue to do well. Nobody had more than one hit for Mesa. So it was not one of their best games. The pitching got lit up. What seemed odd to me was it was in the Cubs park. The game went six innings. Colorado scored a run in the top of the seventh. And then the game was called. I don't know. I I I don't know. Whatever. When, when you're losing 17 to 2, get the dumb game over with. Um Double A Tennessee lost 6 to 4. Darius Hill was 2 for 5 with a run. Nelson Maldonado 1 for 2 with two RBIs and two walks. See, I actually wrote stuff down today. I'm a little bit more organized than usual. Christopher Morell 2 for 4 with a run. Edwin Figuera, two for four with a run. At some point, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research on Edwin Figuera. He was one of those guys who the Cubs had picked up. He might even have been from the Cardinals. He'd been, you know, he'd gotten to A ball with whatever team he'd been with. And in the great fire people, uh, release people because of COVID, he was released. And then, you know, had not gotten above advanced A ball, and now he's hitting quite well at double A after hitting quite well at triple A. At some point, he might actually be considered worth keeping around. Um, For now, I'm thinking he might deserve a spot with the Arizona League team. I don't know. It It seems odd because he shouldn't be that good, but he has been so far, and here comes the rain. Uh... Smokies lost six to three. I think the Davises combined for seven strikeouts. Maybe it was just six. So it wasn't a great day for Brennan Davis, but hey, stuff happens. Um, Tennessee loses six to three. And Cam Sanders did not do especially well. Let's go to the videotape from South Bend. Mateo Boki. It's one of those pitchers who, whenever he takes the mound, it's like, oh, goodness, not him. 
nothing against him, but he just doesn't resemble the type of guy that ought to be a starting pitcher at the advanced A level for a valid organization. But what he's been doing recently is he'll go out and if he has his full complement of pitches going, he's tough at this level, at the advanced A level. I don't know that he has the velocity or movement or anything else to go any further, but he, well, what was happening a lot of time, I was listening to Oppo Radio Wisconsin uh, Timber Rattlers guy, and there were a number of times where a hitter would absolutely smash something that Bokey pitched, and it goes right to the right fielder. Hard shot right to the third baseman. So he was getting kind of a bit fortunate, but when he gets out, I'm not going to complain a whole lot about it. Uh, if the Cubs were doing some trading, Mateo Boki would be the kind of guy I would rather trade than somebody who's more highly ranked. So uh, in the 6-4 to four South Bend win, both teams had scads of base runners, left about 12 guys on each, and a very good offensive game. Pitching, not so much. So I'm going to stop talking about the pitchers after Mateo Boki because uh, the other guys were not so much. Uh, Jake Slaughter, a 3-for-4, two RBIs. Tyler Derna, 3-for-5 with a run and an RBI. Drew Navarez making his Cubs full-season pipeline debut. Hit a home run the third inning, was two for five with a run and two RBIs. DJ Artis was two for four with two walks on a run. And I'm required to, by law, tell you that uh, Bryce Ball was one for one for three or one for four with a walk. And he he is very patient. He will wait for his pitch. Sometimes he doesn't get it, but he will wait for it. Myrtle Beach, after getting smashed in the face last night by the Charleston River Dogs, smashed back tonight. It's fantastic. Theirs is going to take up all night long reading the offensive highlights. So first I'll go Didier Vargas. Six innings pitched, five hits, one run. It was earned three walks, two Ks. Not entirely like Mateo Boki, as far as why is this guy starting, but um, not a whole lot different from it. It's If he gives the Cubs anything, then that's fantastic. And uh, He did all right tonight. His ERA is down below five, and it had been up kind of really, really, really high, so that's a good thing. Now, to the 15-to-1 offense. Ed Howard, three for five. One run scored, three runs driven in with a walk. Yo, Hendrick Penango, two for six with two runs. Pablo Aliendo, one for three. Well, why are you talking about a one for three game and a 15? Because he had three walks. Oh, okay, I'll let you talk about him then. Jordan Wogu, three for six, three RBIs, two runs scored, and a double short of the cycle, which means he had a triple and a home run to go with a single. Ethan Hearn said, heck with that, I'm going to hit two home runs. 
And Fabian Pertuz, three for five, two RBIs, two runs scored. Matt Warkenton, three for five, three runs, three RBIs, and a home run that just landed about four or five minutes ago. So, yeah, it was a really good night for some of the teams, um, particularly Myrtle Beach. Tomorrow, 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 there's almost going to have to be some sort of a roster move. Somebody brought up an interesting idea of putting Brad Wick on the 60-day injured list. That's a possibility I hadn't really considered very much. That would uh, do that and then send back Trevor McGill. That would keep kicking the can down the road. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a possibility. But really, one of these days, the Cubs have got to start making some trades. They've got to start making some trades. David Bodie will be back soon. Jordan Wick. Rowan, a uh, correction, Rowan Wick might be back soon. I saw somewhere somebody was commenting on something that Dan Kantrovitz said. Dan Kantrovitz, let's see, Dan Kantrovitz, Justin Stone, or is it Jason Stone? Um... Uh, Craig Breslow and oh my goodness I'm forgetting her name now uh, hitting coach at South uh, Mesa uh, th th there are a number of executives that are doing a very nice job um Signing news, signing news, signing news. James, what's his, what's his last name? Triantos. James Triantos signed a signed his contract, two point one million dollars, and now I know why the Cubs didn't have anything to pay to the uh, bottom portion of the pipe of the draft pool because here, let me run through this. Jordan Wicks, 3.132, which was slot value. James Triantos, 2.1 million plus way over slot value. Um, Gray. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have these names committed. Was it Sean Gray? Something like that. Um, $900,000 signing bonus as opposed to 627900. Um, and even Christian Franklin was a bit over, but, uh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's going to be strongly a, those 10 guys with a little bit of, um, Frankie Scalzo Jr. And maybe some BJ Murray. We'll have to see. Um, Elian Rodriguez. Uh, but no, it was a good night for the pipeline. And Dan Kantrovitz, Rachel Folden, that was the name I was trying to remember. Rachel Folden. I completely quit thinking about her and then I remembered what her name is. You know how that works. But uh, no, somewhere on the Twitter machine, um, I ran into somebody talking about Dan Kantrovitz really liking. Um, Jordan Wicks slider. Dunno. Listen to a couple games. 
think I listened to him pitching against Northern Illinois, which was like unfair. And I, you guys had their arms tied behind their backs, and you know it was it was just is sounded ugly. But I I do like to listen to the pitchers that might be in line, and 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 somebody was looking it up, said that the Cubs are right now sitting at the eleventh pick in the first round of the draft if the season were to end today. But if the season were to end today. It'd be a whole lot of owners who are pissed off because they're not going to get paid. Um, Cubs are sitting about 11, maybe 12. And with trades and trading everybody and playing like, you know, you know, uh, they could be top eight. And next draft should be very good. I ha- I've had a number of people telling me, well, what the Cubs ought to do is keep Bryant or keep Baez or keep whoever Offer them the qualifying offer. Get the bonus draft pick. With the bonus draft pick, they'll be able to do some things and move up and da 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 I said, well, it'd be easier if they just lose. If they lose games, trade the players, lose games, and then, because that's what they're going to do if they have a bad roster. You know, you have a bad roster, you go in, you play the Brewers, you're going to lose. You go in, you play... Uh, who, who else? They got? they got six games against the Nationals. They're going to lose those, too. Got some games against the Phillies. Going to lose those, too. If you have a bad team, you're going to tend to lose games. And as unfortunate as it is for the quality of the game, teams are benefited by having bad seasons. But uh, Wicks, watch for his slider when it gets to that. Myrtle Beach, 15-1. to 1. South Bend wins six to four. Tennessee loses six to three, and Brennan Davis had one of those days. Mick Gillespie made a really good point. Mick Gillespie made a really good point. I quite enjoy listening to Mick. He was commenting how so often baseball fans are bring this guy up, bring this guy up, bring this guy up now because he's doing really well. He's doing really well. Bring him up now. We need him right now. We can't survive without him. Bring him up. He has an over three day. Get rid of him. Shut the hell up. Shut up. If you're not going to have the patience to allow a person to have a horrible stretch in their career, at the start of their career, shush. Don't ask for them to come up. If you want a player to walk in ready to go, if you want a player to be as prepared as he can possibly be when he gets called up. Here's what you do. Send him to low A ball. When he starts kicking the snot out of low A ball, bring him up to advanced A. Somebody's going to say, move him to low A, move him to... No, you move him to advanced A ball. Then when he's kicking the snot out of advanced A ball, you move him to double A. And when he's kicking the snot out of double A, you move him to triple A. Then when he's kicking the snot out of triple A, then you move him to the major leagues. Not before then. If a guy's kicking the snot out of triple A pitching or kicking the snot out of triple A hitters, either one, doesn't matter, and then they get to the major leagues and they struggle a little bit, it's still not going to be surprising because major league baseball is really hard. Major league baseball is harder than sitting on your couch and passive-aggressively 
spleening about a player who's not doing as well as you wish he would have. That's really easy to do. I can do that. I've done that. It's not hard. Now, hitting 97 up in the zone, that's hard. When you're hitting 97 and up in the zone, and they give you a splitter in the dirt, and you start to react to it as being 97 and up, and it ends up in the dirt, and somebody says, why the heck did you swing at the pitch in the dirt? Because they kept giving me 97 and up. Hitting is hard. If you want a player to be prepared to walk in and be as productive as possible, let him do well and struggle at every single level. If you're with somebody who is encouraging your team or their team or a team to go against logic and call somebody up before, board check them. Just board check them into the wall. They asked for it. They said something stupid. They asked for it. Bam. Hey, man, why'd you run me into the boards? Why'd you say something stupid? There are no stupid questions. Yes, there are stupid questions. Why don't they call up this guy? He's ready. He's an A-ball. No, you're an idiot. Now it's going to be a five-minute major. Board check. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a good night. I uh, went the minor leagues. If a guy has a bad night, if a team has a bad night, eh, so it goes. Whereas if you're watching the major league game, watching a major league game and a guy who you're used to being really good goes one for 15 over a stretch, eh, it should be the same response you have in the minor leagues. But no, people take major league baseball way too seriously, which is why I much prefer minor leagues and people get really pissed off because I actually enjoy it. Yeah. We lost nine to two. Hmm. Boy, I guess they're better than we are. We better get better somehow. We better find better players or get better scouts or something. But uh, no, with the minor leagues, you don't have to get all bent. But then again, I'm not paying, you know, however much people are paying to um, attend the game, I guess. But uh, Arizona series begins tomorrow afternoon. I'm looking at the clock. It says 11.34, which probably means it's like 11.32. And 11.32, probably in 12 hours, we will know what the roster move is. Duffy added. I've got to either think Trevor McGill or Adam Morgan is going to um, go away in one fashion or another. I don't think that Adam Morgan has the opportunity to be directly sent down to Iowa. If it's Adam Morgan, it'll probably be a DFA. If it's Trevor McGill, we'll just shoot him back for a day. And uh, to the person who is saying, "How can you be start? How can you be using a pitcher with an ERA of seventeen point five four in this game?" I said, "What? When you're behind in the eighth inning, that's exactly when you use him." I don't know. Uh, people are silly. Good night in the pipeline, generally, and. Myrtle Beach hitters, the hitter, the pitcher they were facing tonight, Seth Johnson.
from Coastal Carolina. He had been a shortstop, and he'd been begging his coach. I, I think it was at a junior college. He was the shortstop. He was begging his coach, please let me pitch in one game. When we're getting waxed, you need that guy to go out. Let me be the guy who goes out and pitches in the blowout game. He went out and pitched in a blowout game. It was like 92, 93, 94. And a Coastal Carolina... No, was it? No, it wasn't Coastal. It was... <sighs> Elon. I think Seth Johnson was Elon. Elon Scout happened to be there. Ooh, 92, 94. Does this guy pitch very much? Oh, no, this is his first time out. Okay, thank you very much. And they signed him to come to Elon. And it took a while, but he figured it out. And he's... Uh, Tampa's pitching is absolutely insanely good. Um, and he's one of them. And Normally, he's very good. Tonight, he got lit up. And the guy they brought in got lit up. So, yeah, it was a really nice night for the Myrtle Beach offense. Those have been few and far between. But, no, this... This was a good one. This was positive. This was rewarding. And a lot of the guys who had ER uh, batting averages in the you know, 130s, 120s, 140s range, they're either over 200. I think Ed Howard's at 212, 213, something like that, which isn't right home about good, but it's certainly better than it had been. And Jordan Wogu is starting to get there. He's one of those guys who... Uh, a number of people, ooh, he, he did this one thing that was really good, and he had good numbers in college. <laughs> Jordan Wogu struggled mightily in college at the start, and eventually he figured it out. When he gets to playing better pitching, he's going to struggle until he figures it out. When he gets to the next level, you want to take a guess? You want to take a guess for Jordan Wogu when he gets to advanced A ball? He might struggle until he figures it out. Huh, where'd you come up with that? Um, some guys are born hitters. Wogu is more of an athlete, uh, a huge athlete. Looks like a linebacker. Um, well, I think I've talked enough. I think I've talked enough. I have to, at some point, get around to do the, get around to doing the written version of this. Thankfully... The uh, first three games are already taken care of. So all I will have to do is the Tennessee, Myrtle Beach, South Bend, and Arizona games. And the Mesa Cubs game will not take long. Thanks for stopping by. Um, again, should be some news popping in the next 12 or so hours. Hey, there could be even some sooner than that. Uh, I was noticing some of the teams that the Cubs might want to be doing a potential trade with are playing out on the West Coast. And if they're playing out on the West Coast and there's going to be a trade, well, they might want to wait until after the game so that they can announce the trade. Um, but yeah, stuff should start happening. But I've been saying that for a couple of, couple of days, couple of weeks. Uh, note to self, Tim, remember this. Next time around, don't expect trades right away. Um Thanks for listening. Be safe, be nice to others, and have a great tomorrow.